0: Hi, I'm Douglas Haynes, your Monday host of A Public Affair. We love creating this public space for in-depth conversations about education, ecology, food, and so much more. To keep these conversations going, we need your support. Go to wortfm.org slash donate. Thank you.
1: Six foot six above C level I the mic because
2: I like to take it to another mental level. low no power frequency radio modulation. the big sound from underground we bring the Welcome
0: to, to a public yeah. affair. I'm your Monday host Douglas Haynes. Wisconsin is home to more than 340,000 college students, about 7% of the eligible voting population. This past weekend, Senator Bernie Sanders visited four Wisconsin college towns in an effort to mobilize young voters. They can make the difference, he told John Nichols of the Cap Times, but we've got to get them to the polls. Whether or not young people will turn out to vote is one of the big questions of tomorrow's midterm election, so today we're going to talk to some college students about how much enthusiasm to vote exists on their campuses and what issues students care most about in this election. We'll also learn about a unique course at UW-Oshkosh in which students have trained to be poll workers tomorrow. But first, we're going to talk with two UW-Madison students who are interns this semester with Badger's Vote, a campus-wide initiative that strives to provide students with everything they need to know in order to participate in elections. Lane Bottomiller is a sophomore from Prior Lake, Minnesota, majoring in journalism and political science. Welcome to A Public Affair, Lane. Hi. And Amanjot Carr is a freshman from Brookfield, Wisconsin, intending to major in political science. Welcome, Amanjot. Hi. And welcome, listeners. We'd love for you to join our conversation today. If you have a question for our guests about college student engagement in the election or would like to share your perspective as a young voter, please give us a call at 608-256-2001, extension 9, You can also tweet us at W-O-R-T Talk or message A Public Affair on Facebook. We're going to get started today, first of all, by talking about what you two have been up to, Lane and Jote, with Badger's Vote this fall. Uh, Tell us about Badger's Vote, Lane, and how it works.
2: Okay, so how Badger's Vote works is we're a coalition of a bunch of different groups. so, like, I work. I'm technically one of my titles is um, an Andrew Goodman ambassador, and that's um, a similar initiative, getting students involved uh, with civic engagement, and you know, getting people, getting students ready to be the the future leaders of our country. Um, and I work. So I'm also a Badgers Vote intern. But uh, we have a bunch of different organizations that all work together. We're all promoting civic engagement and voting for college students and. We've done that through the past few months through like events, different resources we're pushing out on social media um, and just having a presence on campus, making us visible and making it visible that, you know, students are devoting and they should be.
0: Thanks, Lane. Amanjot, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing specifically as an intern for Badgers Vote and uh, maybe one of these events, what they've felt like. Give us a sense of one.
1: Yeah, um, Leigh did a good job at explaining what Badgers Vote's overall goals are. All of us have our own little projects and things that we tend to focus on. Um, I'm partnered with the League of Women Voters, and so I've gotten to do a couple things around the community in general, such as registering people at Sikh temples, but I've also been able to do some other things um, on campus, like we've run voter registration tables, we did a couple debate watch parties, so when the Senate and gubernatorial debates were happening in Wisconsin, we did some watch parties where we registered voters and also just got them to pay attention to the issues and to who's on their ballots. Just ways to increase civic engagement they're really fun and it's a really enjoyable job but it also is great because you feel like you're doing something bigger for your community
0: tell us about those watch parties in particular what was the atmosphere uh how many students showed up and did people seem excited
1: yes oh sorry um so basically we did one with the tommy thompson center um, where we ran voter registration tables at their Senate watch party. And a lot of students showed up to that one, like 40 plus, And they just watched the debate watch parties. We told them information they would need to know if they wanted to engage in voting or to be more aware of what's going on with the elections. So it was just a good opportunity for civic education. And it was also fun. You know, we had free food and whatnot. And then we did something similar with Social Justice Hub, which Lane was a big part of. So yeah, I
2: can talk about that. Our uh, gubernatorial debate was on Friday, which had, you know, less college students were willing to turn out for a watch party on a Friday night. Not surprising, but we still had a pretty good turnout. Um, and we had a lot of, like, we had a table there, and so we had some, uh, we like, making fun buttons. We had T-shirts there. Uh, we had food. So it was nice to see people, you know, come show up with their friends and, you know, watch this event happen together. And I just thought, I thought it was a really good... Energy there, you know, everybody was there um, enjoying the same watch party, and you know, you could hear people reacting from the crowd, which is kind of cool. And I, I just thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was really cool to see people willing to turn out and, you know, willing to participate in something like
0: that. Absolutely. So, as you've talked to students at events like that and other events. What's your sense of the issues motivating student voters this election? What are you hearing the most about from students? Um, I'm going to throw it back to you, Amonjot.
1: Yeah, so I have heard a lot of students talking about a wide variety of issues that are important to them. Uh, I know personally, just from my experiences walking around campus or at these events, Usually at the events, people will ask us more stuff related to elections and voting. But as I walk around campus, I see a lot of people who are really passionate about climate change, reproductive rights, the economy, and all of our current economic issues like inflation and whatnot. There's a lot that's on college students' minds, and there's a wide variety of people on this campus who have different needs and different things that they're paying attention to.
0: How about you, Lane? What are the issues you're hearing about?
2: Yeah, I agree with Ammon Jote. Um, I think something that kind of struck me, and this is a little bit off or a separate tangent than issues, but it's just how much um, students really are interested in voting. Um, and I mean, that's a that's a right too, or that's an issue too. Um, but it was it's it's really cool. I had journalism lecture right before this, and it was cool. We did a survey of like who's voted already, and we had like half of our class that had already voted. The other half was planning to vote tomorrow, and so seeing that. It was really cool because it's like, well, obviously, I'm interested in this. Like, this is my role per, for, for a reason, uh, but it's cool to see that other other students think this is something important that they're willing to engage with, that they see that this is something that they should be in, involved with. So it's, it's awesome. It shows that, you know, people care about what we're doing.
0: So is that your sense as well, Amonjot, that uh, engagement is high and you're expecting a, a large college student turnout?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Both Lane and I have been um, doing voter ID print stations in the early voting area. So one of the things we've been able to see is just how long the lines are for early voting. Like I've done a couple at Memorial Union where the lines was almost at like the front door of the building, which is very long. And a lot of people are really passionate about it. We've printed a lot of IDs. I know we had one day where we had I think over 160 voters like registered that day to vote. So like a lot of students are very passionate and turnout seems to be pretty high among students just because they have uh, an interest in what's at stake in this election.
0: I'm going to reintroduce you both here for folks just joining us. I'm talking with Amanjot Car and Lane Bottomiller, UW Madison students working with Badgers Vote. We're talking about student interest and issues uh, in the midterm election tomorrow. You're listening to Public Affair here on WRT 89.9 FM Madison. My name is Douglas Haynes, and I would love for you to call in and join our conversation today. Please give us a call at 608-256-2001, extension 9. You can also tweet us at WRT Talk or message a public affair on Facebook. We'd especially love to hear from you college students and young people out there if you are listening to give us uh, your say on what's happening tomorrow in the election and uh, what you care about in regards to the election. I'd like to return, Amajo, to what you just mentioned, uh, registering students to vote. And of course, there has been a lot of talk about obstacles to vote that people encounter. Uh, And in particular, uh, can you shed some light on obstacles that students mention? What are their um, challenges with uh, figuring out how to vote? And what are their reasons also for not voting if they say they're not voting?
1: I have met very few students who said that they're not voting. That's not something I, I, at least I think and a good, fortunately, most students do want to actually vote and turn out in this election. Um, what I have heard about are obstacles and there's definitely a lot of them. And that's something Badger's Vote spends a lot of time working on is trying to make the election process easier on campus. Um, a lot of students tend to be worried, um, especially if they're out of state students about how registration and voter IDs work. Cause that can be kind of complicated and requires like Uh, an extended paying attention or researching to understand how those things work. Um, People can also be confused about like how absentee ballots work and then of course there's like issues with just residency and determining where you're going to put down your address for voting. So those are things that we've had to address like whether it's by having voter registration tables or putting out resources or information on social media to let them know how registration works, what a proof of address is, what a voter ID is. We have voter ID print stations at all our polling locations on campus, which is a big thing this year that should hopefully make things easier for people who want to vote.
0: Can you tell us more about how that works, those voter ID print stations? A lot of folks might not know about that
1: yeah um so the voter id print stations on our campus we essentially just have a printer at all of our polling locations during early voting we had them at memorial union and union south what students would just do is that they would log in to their university like portal and they would print out download a voter id a uw madison provided voter id a college id they would print that out, they would sign it, and then they would provide that along with their other registration materials and proof of address at the tables where they were registering. And it makes things a lot easier for students who are out of state who don't have like a Wisconsin driver's license or some other thing to use for voter ID.
0: Lane, do students talk to you about obstacles as well? And anecdotally, do you have a sense of you know, how often that keeps students from voting?
2: I think... At least I hope that it. I, I've heard of that uh, of obstacles that exist, um, like Amon Joe mentioned, with out-of-state voters, it's really tricky navigating registration, residency requirements, voter ID requirements. Because, like, I'm from Minnesota, so my Minnesota ID doesn't work as a voter ID in the state of Wisconsin. I don't have a passport. That's that's at my house. That's at back in Friar Lake, um, and especially with people being like, "Wait, can I? I don't technically. Do I technically live here?" And it's like, "Well, as long as you've been living here." 28 days before the election, yeah, you that that counts. And so I think there's a lot of learning curves for people. Um same with actual registration for out of state people because it's really difficult to navigate online. So I had quite a few people come up when we were doing on-campus voter registration and be like, Oh, thank God, like you're here. Um, I, you know, I I tried to do it online, I couldn't figure it out. it's so, like I'm just gonna do it here. And I that's what I kept advising people to do because it's it's I would say the most straightforward way for out of state students to um, get registered. Now, because we do have in Wisconsin, you know, same day voter registration, I think that definitely remedies um, some obstacles that would keep uh, students from voting. And now with the voter ID print stations, I think that's something that's super important because our UW Madison regular student ID doesn't count as a voter ID either. Um, and so it's really nice having that resource because students just don't know. And it's like, it's not their fault that they aren't prepared for something that they didn't even know was a requirement. And so when we can kind of bridge some of those gaps, it's really it's really satisfying. And it, it, it feels good to make sure that people that would have otherwise been counted out have this opportunity and it's not stopping them.
0: Absolutely. It sounds like it has required a lot of effort on the institution's part um, to make that happen after recent changes over the last decade or so in in voting laws. Um, And it's really good to hear that um, things are getting cleared up now for students and that they have things in place to make it um, easier for students to navigate that process. I want to return to um, what you both were talking about in terms of issues that you're hearing from students about that are motivating them in this election. And ask you first, I'll turn to you, Amanjot. Do you feel like the issues that the major parties foreground in their campaigns right now in this midterm are the same issues that students are telling you that they care about or that you hear students talk about?
1: Um, Well, through I guess through my personal experiences, because with Badger's Vote, we hardly ever actually get to talk about the issues. We're usually just focused on making sure people have the civic education. But through my own personal experiences on campus, because, of course, I'm very passionate about this beyond just the work that we do in Badger's Vote, um, I feel like a lot of students are able to find certain people or certain representatives that are running that do represent the issues they care about. But I also often bump into students who don't feel as heard I know that young people have very different needs than certain other generations do in terms of like what they want to see on the ballot, what issues are really important to them. I mean, one that comes to my mind often is climate change. I'm in an environmental geology class right now, and we often talk about, I guess, the disconnect between older generations on that issue versus younger generations who feel like they're going to be more affected by it. Um, there's plenty of other issues that are certainly like that, but that's one that always comes to my mind when I think of like not having a lot of people in office who talk about that, but knowing that young people are very passionate about it.
0: Lane, do you uh, feel like climate has been uh, foregrounded in the campaigns, for example, for governor here in Wisconsin, uh, for U.S. Senate, then obviously there are lots of other campaigns on the state level and for for um, U.S. representatives as well. That issue of climate, are you hearing about it as much as you would expect given how much uh, you hear about it uh, among students?
2: Hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm not really, I I guess I'm not, I I don't really know um, if I feel like they're necessarily representative. I think, I think students are, I think students are interested in different issues too based on like based on who they are everybody has different interests um and so i don't know i guess i i think from my experience with talk like talking with like friends of mine it it, people do struggle to kind of find a candidate that really suits them like to a t and i mean i think that's I, i don't think that's just students i think that's a lot of people um but i don't know i think also a something to consider is like, um, kind of like Joke mentioned, like the disconnect between like older generations and younger generations. I think that there's kind of a feeling, this is a lot of people's first time voting, young people my age, right? They don't have the same habits as older people. They don't have the same like amounts of knowledge or, or um, hi- like histories with with voting and with politics, to be honest. And I, I, think, I think something that um, I'm learning about as I you know, spend more time with politics is like young people do have a role in this, and just because you're new to it doesn't mean you're less deserving of like of your opinion or of how you perceive things, or even like of voting. And I think, I don't know, I think that's that's just something that always rings, like resonates with me is that just because young people are get, new at getting involved with politics doesn't mean that they're any uh, less deserving of it. I guess.
0: Amanjo, would you like to? Add anything to what Lane is talking about and maybe uh, perspectives on being a first-time voter?
1: I think that everything Lane said is honestly very true, that a lot of students tend to feel that because it's their first time or because they're new to it and they don't have a history with it or they're not as educated on this as they desire to be, that they aren't worthy of their vote or that their vote doesn't matter as much. But even though it's hard to find um, candidates that maybe necessarily represent everything that young people generally have been standing for I feel like there's still so much value to voting and that once students actually go out there and do vote they do come out of it realizing that they have a lot more power and a lot more influence on the way that our uh, governments work than they think they do um, one thing I definitely enjoy seeing when I see people go vote early or, like, do early voting at the polls is just the excitement they have after they've finished voting, like, their excitement to, like, collect the stickers or to, like, walk outside Memorial Union and post selfies together, being like, we made our voice heard today. And I think that's just amazing that um, even though students may not necessarily feel fully represented, they still feel exhilarated at the idea that they had a voice. Mm-hmm.
0: You're listening to A Public Affair on WRT 89.9 FM. My name is Douglas Haynes, and today we're talking about first-time voters, college student engagement in tomorrow's midterm election. If you'd like to join us, please give us a call at 608-256-2001, extension 9. We'd love to hear your voice in the conversation about the midterm election and the youth turnout tomorrow. So um lane and amon you've talked about obstacles you've talked about what's motivating students to vote will uh either of you be exercising that right to vote tomorrow for the first time
2: so i won't be i've already i voted absentee to minnesota um so i've already voted and that i voted in a primary earlier this year too but i am working the, the elections tomorrow which is super cool i think quite i think the majority of our team is working as election officials tomorrow which is really cool um to see students getting involved that way um you know i like when i like helping students vote when i'm a student like i think there's more of a connection there um so yeah that's that's something i'm excited to
0: do tomorrow tell us about what you'll be doing lane
2: so i'm signed up as an election official so i'm i honestly i've worked um early voting the past week um, a few days. And so I, you know, had experience with getting people set up on the actual voting machines. That's mostly what I did. Uh, but tomorrow, I'm not quite sure what I'll be doing. I'm honestly willing to do anything, but it will be my first time election officially. So I was, a, I was a little intimidating, intimidated going into last week. But after last week, everyone was so nice and everyone is just so excited to have people there ready to help. Um, and so they were super speedy at getting me, you know, up to up to speed with what I'm doing, making sure I'm confident with with um doing the doing whatever task i was doing and i was and i really enjoyed it um and you know i think both days i was the youngest person that was working um the early voting but i love that i was like hey you know this is a great opportunity to you know get get people get young people involved in civic engagement outside of just voting actually in our in running the elections which i thought was a really cool opportunity
0: amazing joke how about you? What's tomorrow look like?
1: Yeah, I'm also going to be an election official tomorrow. I voted absentee a couple weeks ago back in Brookfield, and this was my third time voting. I voted once in the spring, once in the primary, and then this time around. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm also excited because I've never been an election official before. So first time, first experience, I'm going to be an election official in my residence hall, which is pretty cool and convenient And I'm very excited about that opportunity because I know that I've noticed that students tend to feel more comfortable with the election process with asking some of those clarifying questions when they see other young people in the room helping them navigate things. So even though I'm new to it and I'm going to be learning along and like, I guess, figuring it out throughout the whole day, it'll also just be nice to be able to help other people figure it out too. Um, Like Lane said, it'll just be fun. And I also know that a lot of the older election officials are very supportive and willing to help us learn since we're new to this and help us get through that learning curve and that they also have resources for all of us who are new to it too, so we should be fine.
0: That brings uh, us to almost to our close of our conversation here today, but I'd like to build on what you just said there, Amanjodhan, and ask you both about what you've learned through this process of interning with Badger's Vote this fall and how you see it as part of your education. Go ahead, Amritoj. Oh,
1: okay. Um that's a loaded question. I've learned so much since I've come here. Um I mean, for one, now I have a much better understanding of all the different election laws and how voter registration works and how the polls work. I um I feel like I've gained a lot more respect for the election process and how complex and detailed everything really is and how much time and care is put into making sure our elections are truly free and fair. So I guess I've gotten a lot of appreciation out of it, a lot of education out of it. And I feel like it definitely has supplemented my general education in political science and I feel a lot more connected to this thing that I'm so passionate about. So I truly love this internship.
0: Thank you. Lane.
1: Yeah, no, I,
2: I agree hundred percent. I think uh, before doing this, like elections were something that happened, but it kind of seemed it kind of seemed like they just they just got done. You know, they they just got done. It happened, you know, every so often, and it just got done. And it's like now doing this, it's like, no, there's people behind there and counting, you know, ballots. There's people st- like there's you know on Tuesday and Thursday when I was at early voting, we had six people working for all day, and it's like that's one location of how many like across the city and so it's like there's a lot of people putting a lot of really hard work who really care about it and and that was really like cool for me to see how many people care about it and are willing to sacrifice their own time to make sure that this this part of democracy is is happening is, is functioning um so i i totally agree it gave me a lot more respect for it Um, this internship, I've also learned so much, like coming into this, I was like, well, I know, I know what happens in elections. I know like what different, how to register to vote. Um, I didn't. (laughs) And so I've learned, you know, kind of the ins and outs of it. And now it's like, I'm so close. I feel like with it that like I'll mention things to my friends and they're like, wait, what are you talking about? And it also makes me, it forces me to remember like, not everybody is as well-versed as myself and so it's like transitioning from you know I've gathered this knowledge now I'm pretty confident with this and my like role in you know civic engagement and how I can be engaged with it now it's about making other people more comfortable with it making it more accessible for people and more inviting for people and so I think that um I mean, tomorrow's election day. I'm excited to make that make that transfer you know tomorrow when people are getting civically engaged.
0: I can hear the enthusiasm in your voices, Amanjote and Lane, and it's made me feel much more positive about what's happening uh, this election cycle. So thank you so much for sharing your stories and perspectives of your work with Badger's vote. Uh, you're listening to a public affair on WRT eighty nine point nine FM Madison, and my name is Douglas Haynes. I've been talking with UW Madison students Lane Bottomiller and Amanjot Kaur. Both are interns this fall with the Campus Initiative Badgers Vote. Thanks again for being with us, Lane and Amanjot.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: And. We're going to take a short break, and when we return here on A Public Affair, we'll talk with a professor and student at UW Oshkosh about a unique course that trains student poll workers. In the meantime, we've got a little uh, election season ditty for you from a group of Madison teenagers who call themselves the rights girls, reminding us that even young people who can't vote tomorrow are engaged in this election season.
1: Sustainable Sustainable solution could be just fine. Yo, I tell you what we want, what we really, really want.
0: That was Madison teenagers, the rights girls, with their uh, homage to the electoral process happening right now and tomorrow, of course, with the midterm elections. Welcome back to A Public Affair on WRT 89.9 FM Madison. My name is Douglas Haynes. Today we're talking about youth involvement in tomorrow's midterm elections. Just joining us are Dr. James Kruger, an associate professor and chair of political science at the University of Wisconsin-Oshkosh, and Dylan Rubel, a sophomore majoring in political science at UW-Oshkosh. Dylan is a student this fall in Dr. Kruger's Essentials of Civic Engagement course, in which students train to be paid election inspectors in Oshkosh tomorrow. Welcome to a public affair, Dylan. Dylan. Hello, thank you for having me. And welcome to you, James. Thank you, glad to be here. James, uh, I'm gonna start with you and have you tell us about your course and what inspired it.
3: Sure, uh, it's an exciting course. And uh, for folks who don't know, it is part of our general education program. So it's intended for first semester sophomores. Uh, And the course itself focuses on uh, developing an understanding of the inputs and needs of our uh, democracy. So we spend a lot of time thinking about uh, how it is people interact with their government, uh, what sorts of behaviors are needed by our system and what sort of behaviors help uh, or are most effective at changing uh, government policy and our elected officials. Uh, And then they get to apply all those skills uh, with uh, the election cycle as
0: well. And how long have you been teaching the course, James?
3: Sure. Uh, I've taught it since 2011 uh, in a variety of different formats. Uh, We get paired with uh, a number of different campus or community partners. And so the focus of the class uh, changes a little bit uh, depending on which partner I have. Uh, But the, the consistent element of the class is empowering students to recognize that they can make a difference in their communities.
0: Dylan, I'm going to bring you in here and uh, have you tell us a little bit about what you've learned about the electoral process in this uh, very interesting sounding course, and how this experience has shaped your attitude towards elections so far.
4: Um, well, actually, I've never really like thought about like voting before. Yeah, I'm a major in, like political science, but I in my family we never really talked about voting. My parents always voted. They always they always have. But taking this course, I definitely see, like, a new, like, perspective on it. My parents are very, like, oh, we just vote because, like, everybody does it. I've never, like, I never actually saw, like, the, like, background into, like, actual, like, what what it takes to, like, run the voting, what it takes to go out and do it, what it takes to encourage people to go out and do it. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot different than what I grew up learning, Um Especially growing up in Wisconsin, very very different. Like it's a lot different than Illinois, where I lived for a little while. So I've seen very two different, very very two different perspectives on like voting and people's perspectives on like politics in general. But this class definitely like opened it up and let me see like what what it takes to be like a poll worker, what it takes to go out and like get these people to vote like every like every time there's an election. It's it's a lot more work than I thought it was. And like this class definitely helped me see it in a different light.
0: Thanks, Dylan. Uh, James, can you tell us a little bit more uh, about the pairing with um, Oshkosh and how uh, the students are going to be involved in the elections tomorrow?
3: Absolutely. Um, So this semester we're working with our newly created Center for Civic and Community Engagement. Uh, So, that center on campus handles all of our nonpartisan voter events uh, and information to sort of act as a resource for the entire campus community. Um, So we've had lots of different folks come in uh, and give talks over the course of the semester to help students think a little bit more about uh, some of the issues involved in the process, what it takes to influence our government, and what are some of the career paths that a person could follow. Uh, to do that. Uh, In my class specifically, uh, students had a choice of doing four different things. Uh, They could help put on some of those events that I just talked about. Uh, They could be poll workers, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, I'm sure. Uh, Or they could work for a political party of their choice. uh, Or they could help with voter registration information. They couldn't actually register people to vote, but they could make them more familiar with the MyVote website uh, and help them uh, move through the process of registration.
0: Great. So, Dylan, tell us which route you chose and how you're going to be involved uh, with this election or already have been involved.
4: Um, well, I actually ended up um, working with one of the political parties. I worked with uh, Winnebago County Democrats. Um, I didn't actually end up working with them that much because I did have a lot of stuff that ended up like. Contradicting like schedule times, but um it was a lot of like just sitting there, like, m- like talking to people, like going out like or not going out more like calling people or like talking to people, having them go out and like vote and trying to encourage them that like this is an important election. Like you should go out there, like voice your opinion, like because it matters, like no matter what, like no matter what side you're on, like your voice matters. If you have an opinion, you should voice it. And a lot of it was just letting people know, like, hey, your voice matters no matter what, like, people tell you. And just know that, like, I'm here if you want, if you have questions on the election or if you want to, like, talk more into it or maybe, like, look at what issues are even, like, going on that, like, our main focus of this election. But, yeah, that was, like, a big portion of it was just sitting down talking to people, like, seeing, like, what their thoughts were on the election if they were going to vote. It was very like, I don't want to say cut dry because it wasn't, but it was very like you had like a script, not like an actual script, but like you had like this set of things you needed to say and then people, you would talk to them about it. And if they had extra questions, you would be willing, like you'd you'd answer them. And it, it was a fun experience. I thought it was really fun. I always like, I'm a really like, I'm a personal person. So like talking to people, it was really nice to see their perspectives on like elections and if they're going to go out and vote and why they might or might not. So that was really fun working with those political parties.
0: You're listening to A Public Affair on WORT 89.9 FM Madison. We still have plenty of time for you to join our conversation about youth engagement in the midterm election. This hour, uh, you can call us at 608-256-2001, extension 9. Tweet us at Talk. Or message us at a public affair on Facebook. Dylan, you were just talking about uh, juggling political uh, activity with your classes and other commitments. Uh, students, as we were talking with the UW Madison students a little while ago, are, are very busy people, particularly in the sense of juggling a lot of different kinds of activities. And at a place like UW Oshkosh, that often involves a lot of work hours as well, where a lot of students are first generation college students trying to um, help themselves get through college by working. So that's one obstacle that students face, the time obstacle with voting and getting engaged in the electoral process. What other obstacles do you hear about from your fellow students about voting? What um, makes it hard for them to vote or maybe even keeps them from voting?
4: Um, I think... Oh, sorry, I heard myself. (laughs) Um, I think a really big thing is also transportation. Um, a lot of my friends like living on campus, they don't really need vehicles, so they don't bring their vehicles to like school. And so they end up not having like ways to get to places. Yes, Oshkosh, you could probably walk to it to a lot of the poll places. And can- I think I'm pretty sure there's a poll place on campus that you can go see.
0: If you live on yeah. campus. Yes.
4: Yeah. If you live on campus, there is a poll place you can go and vote. Um, But a lot of students don't know about that fully. So this is also a good way to know about that. Um, Also, yeah, transportation was one. And also just like information in general. Like a lot of students tend to like avoid information about elections because they're not very well versed into it. Um, Like growing up, I said, we didn't really like pay attention to elections. Like my parents went out and vote, but that's only because people went out and vote. Like that was just a thing that they did. Like it wasn't like oh, you had to. My parents were like, oh, you can go vote if you don't want to. We just vote because everybody else in our family does. And it's just something we do. Like, uh, like information-wise, like, that's a big thing, especially with students. Like, some of my friends even, like, they don't really, like, try and stop and listen to what's going on pol- politics-wise. So they don't really care enough or even know enough to go vote.
0: James, to follow up with you on that uh, and a big picture about student interest and enthusiasm about participating in the election. Do you have a sense from your students uh, about how engaged they are in this election and what's motivating them?
3: Yeah, uh, to some extent, I, I'm uh, in a position where I have just this one class uh, this semester. So normally, I, I get the range of excitement from talking to political science majors and and folks who have been around the university for a bit, um, but also working with with those freshmen. Um, and, and this year, I don't have quite that that range. Uh, but this is an election that I think. Uh, Lots of folks, both parties and nonprofits, have done a good job of getting out a sense of the importance of what's out there. Um, we, we know there's a lot going on with uh, climate action right now. We've had changes from the Supreme Court. And many of these issues are, I think, easier for students to see uh, in ways that... Uh, Other discussions might be a little less clear. Other issues might be a little less clear. So even though it is a midterm election, even though we should expect that turnout will not quite reach the levels that they would with a presidential election, uh, we are still in a place where I think that uh, the issues are helping drive student attention.
0: Dylan, let's talk about issues a little bit more. Uh, James just brought up the climate issue. He brought up Supreme uh, Court decision uh, overturning Roe v. Wade. Are those issues that resonate with you and other students that you talk to, or are there other issues um, that are on your mind in this election?
4: Um, those were definitely the two biggest ones that I've talked to, like, personally, like myself. Um, I know another one is definitely LGBTQ rights. That's one that people have also been, like, looking at. Um, for me, that's also a personal one. Um but yeah, no, those the, like the climate change and stuff like that. Yeah, those are actually do resonate with me. Um, I'm very much into like protecting the environment. And I'm also like the Roe v. Wade thing. I thought that should never have been overturned personally. Other people might have thought differently. Like, again, it is people's opinions. That's why I've, go go vote, obviously. It's to voice your opinion. And yeah, I don't know. I always, those two issues definitely resonated with me. I was like, those two are definitely ones I'm going to like focus on. And even the third one, like the LGBTQ rights, which is very, very personally to me. um, Those those were the ones that I was kind of like focusing on in general, especially like overturning Roe v. Wade like that. People should have that accessibility, in my opinion.
0: Students uh, in the first half hour, we had two UW-Madison students on and they were talking about how there are generational differences in interests, in election and, and the issues that motivate uh, voters. Uh, is that your sense as well, James, that uh, students may have different priorities than uh, older generations, pra- traditional college-age students, that is?
3: You know, I, I think that that does exist in in some ways, uh, but the, the real focus is on um, when a person has that realization that that policy can really impact their lives Um, and you know depending on uh, a person's experiences they might have that realization sooner or later so some of the things uh, that I think about both of my parents were federal government employees Uh, they're both retired now but uh, the result was we heard a lot about the way politics affected their jobs as I I was in middle school and high school And for many of my students, uh, they have experiences where they see that connection early on. In some cases, though, you know, thinking about the idea of the connection between property taxes and their rent is something that is a little less clear or the impact of inflation on them or on college tuition uh, and uh, loan forgiveness. Those things uh, they become more aware of as time goes on. Um, So by the time that they're seniors, I, I think that they are as focused on the issues as older generations are. uh, Their perspective though is different because the programs that they need the most uh, to move forward are different.
0: I'd like to bring up education in particular as one further issue uh, in that list you were just mentioning, James. Uh, It's a way that I see students intersecting with politics a lot as somebody who teaches students who are training to be teachers often. Um, do you, either of you have a sense of uh, students talking about this election's significance for their education uh, in the UW system or um, potentially in K-12 as well as they go on to have families or they have family members working in K-12 education? Dylan, is education something uh, you hear people talking about in relation to the election?
4: I've heard a few references to it. I Have not like personally, like, heard a lot about it. I, like, I said, I've really mostly focused on the ones that meant the most to me, which is probably not the greatest idea, but like, those were the ones that resonated with me the most. So, those are the ones I kind of focused on. I was like, oh, like, these, I like these like ideas. So, that's like, that's obviously what I was kind of like focused on. I didn't really like look at the education part. Obviously, I probably should have, considering I'm a student at UW Oshkosh, but. I did not personally see anything like or hear much about education. Sure. Wise.
0: Sure. How about you, James? And particularly in light of the um, recent uh, college student debt relief bill, whether that might have an impact.
3: Yeah, I, I think that students are very aware of the cost of college uh, right now. Uh, I think that they are less aware of the, the benefit that student loan forgiveness could have for them. And so in that sense, they're just ahead of the moment where uh, they, they can see the value in a program on student loan forgiveness. Um, as someone who racked up significant student loans going uh, through my graduate education, uh, that's something that I really wish had been available to me at the time. Um, and so I, I think it's something that they'll see, but it's not something that is on their radar until they start making monthly payments.
0: You're listening to A Public Affair on WRT 89.9 FM Madison. My name is Douglas Haynes. I'm talking today with Dr. James Kruger, professor of political science at UW-Oshkosh and one of his students, Dylan Rubel, uh, who is uh, learning about the electoral process in an uh, innovative course at UW-Oshkosh that not only trains uh, students to be poll workers, but generally prepares them to participate in political life. In the time we have left, you can still join us with a call at 608-256-2001, extension 9. I'd like to turn it back to you again, James, to tell us a little bit more about this um, poll worker component of your course and what that involves and uh, what you hope the outcome of that is for students. Sure. So uh, I've been involved with
3: nonpartisan civic engagement efforts at UW Oshkosh since 2010. Uh, And in every electoral cycle since 2010, we've asked students to do all of the things. Our interns have registered voters. They have been poll workers on election day. They've done these things. Uh, But we're really only reaching somewhere between six and 10 students every time we do it. So the goal for this cycle was to try and scale that process up. Uh, to see how we can get students who do not self-select into the process to become more aware what their experience is and help them um, understand the impact they can have on their democracy um, uh, in a more general way. Um, We had a special training uh, in class with the city clerk in Oshkosh. Um, That training was about an hour and a half uh, to get students ready for election day. and then they're going to be all over the city. Um, they're working either a 10-hour shift or they're working the full day. So uh, I'm really excited for the, uh, the discussion coming up on Thursday when we get them to report out about their experiences.
0: And in terms of their learning or engagement in the process, what, when you think about it, uh, do you really hope that they take away from that experience? Of course. Well, the first thing is the empowerment. Right. The, the thing that matters the most
3: is getting them to understand that uh, every system of government has needs. Uh, we, they, it needs to know what uh, uh, it is that our citizens are interested in, and we need people who are going to staff it. Uh, and that includes not just serving in elective office, uh, but also serving in all the parts of the machinery to, to move the process forward.
0: Thank you, James. Uh, we have a caller on the line. Jeff, you're on a public affair. Hey, good
1: afternoon.
2: Uh, I, I have been a eight-person absentee voter election official uh, all last week, and we had a number of students come to register to vote and to vote, and a few students still aren't aware that the WIS card is not um, valid for your identification, so you cannot get a ballot with just that. You need to go to uh to the University, to the South, Union South, or to Memorial Union to get a Wisconsin you know, student voter ID. So bring that to the polls and not your WisCard. card.
0: Thank you for sharing that, Jeff. Uh, yeah, we were talking with UW-Madison students in the first half hour about the ID print, voter ID printing stations they have set up on campus Uh, Here in Madison, so uh, a specific um, Madison approach to dealing with that issue that the student ID does not count. Um, James, can you shed any light for us on ID issues at UW Oshkosh and perhaps other UW System campuses and uh, how campuses are, are attempting to alleviate obstacles for students?
3: Absolutely. This has been a struggle for us uh, for as long as the voter ID requirement has existed. Um, The number of things that need to appear on an ID, um, some of the ones that come to mind, there needs to be a signature, there needs to be an expiration date, Um, there are a couple other elements as well, have been hard for universities to um, adapt their voter IDs for. Uh, So at UW-Oshkosh, we've done a number of different things uh, to ensure that students can verify their enrollment, Uh, which is an important step in that process. Uh, And then they can actually print that out right at the polls. So if people are able to, they can bring it up on their phones. If they're not able to do that, they're able to look it up and print something right at uh, their polling station. But every one of those steps does slow the process down. Uh, So anything we can do to make that more effective with our messaging, with uh, access for students to that information is something that'll ease the process of voting for everyone involved.
0: Thank you, James. And Dylan, uh, you are a first-time voter, correct?
3: That is correct, yeah.
0: So tell us uh, whether how, how the process has been for, for you so far and uh, how it's felt. Um, I don't know. I'm kind
4: of really excited, actually. Um, I've never voted before. I turned 18 like right after the, the last presidential election, so I didn't even get to vote in that one. I did participate in it, though in my own way um so this is actually really exciting for me so um the process was it was not as hard as i thought it was going to be um signing up and stuff is a lot easier than you would think
0: the registration um, did, you mean
4: yeah registration yeah. sorry mm-hmm. um so yeah i did mine online because i'm I've, i have so much going on that i couldn't do it in person or you know but uh, i've i registered online so that was pretty easy um I just ended up printing out my ID because it was the easiest way and yeah and so yeah I'm just excited for tomorrow when everything like starts coming together and like I can finally go out and vote for my first time ever so yeah
0: so you'll be going to the polls there in Oshkosh yep I will great Well, thank you for joining us, Dylan. I'm going to throw the last word to you, James. That was Dylan Rubel, UW Oshkosh sophomore, majoring in political science. Uh, Thanks again for being uh, with us, Dylan. You're welcome. And James, I'm going to throw the last word to you here. Uh, Any predictions on voter turnout tomorrow and, and youth voter turnout in particular? What's your sense of the enthusiasm?
3: Oh, uh, that's an exciting question. Um, it, as a disclaimer, I should point out that. Uh political scientists are famously bad at predicting the future. We we tend to be pretty good at explaining things two, four, 10 years after the fact, but looking ahead of time is a little harder. Uh, That said, I think uh, we're gonna see folks motivated across all generations. Uh, We have uh, a good process in place for engaging students on college campuses. I think that uh, the issues, uh, as I suggested earlier, are a lot more visible. To college students than we've seen before, and I think that people really feel as though the stakes are high. So this is going to be high turnout for a midterm election. Um, like I said, it'll still be a little less than a presidential, but you know, I I'd be excited to see about probably 45, 50 percent uh, of registered voters turning out.
0: That was James Kruger, Associate Professor and Chair of Political Science at the University of Wisconsin-Oshkosh. Thanks so much for joining us, James. Thank you for having me. And I'm your host, Douglas Haynes. I'd like to thank today's engineer, Andrew, producer Jade, and news director, Shali for your help. And thank you, listeners, for joining us today on A Public Affair here at WORT. 89.9 FM Madison. Stay tuned today for Madison Book Beat up next with guest author Scott Spoolman talking about his new book, Wisconsin Waters.
1: With information that would never be reported Disregard the mainstream, media distorted